0: The World Athletics Indoor Championships is almost here. The medals are in touching distance. It's all to play for,
1: but who will bag themselves a gold? Welcome back to That Athletics Podcast.
0: I'm Matt King. And I'm Kieran Richardson. Welcome back to our podcast. This is the second episode. Yeah, so thanks for sticking with
1: us if you listened to the first and if you didn't, welcome. This is our new athletics podcast uh, that we've set up for this season. Yeah, we're going to be talking all things track and field uh, and as we promised at the end of last episode, this week we're going to be dropping two preview episodes for those World Indoor Championships uh, in Glasgow uh, and today we're going to kick things off with a track event
0: preview. Before we dive into the preview of the track events, and we'll do some notable news first. First is Max Denning. Yeah, so just after we recorded the last
1: uh, episode on Sunday, actually, and we touched on some great pre-season marks outdoors in the men's discus, we've also seen similar uh, in the men's javelin with Max Denning at the German Winter Throwing Cup uh, throwing a monster 90 metres, 20 uh, mark there. So probably a new name for quite a lot of people. Uh, Max Denning bursting on the scene, you know, a really strong start to the season. Uh, and with that mark breaking Steve Backley's previous European under 23 record of 89 metres, uh, 58, a mark that had lasted for, for 34 years. So uh, probably probably due a new one. Uh, and Max Denning has now sort of become the first European under 23 to break that magical 90 metre mark.
0: That's Yeah, that's incredible for such a young Young man, to throw that far, wow! I think you've got a good prospects and someone to watch for in the future for sure. Moving on to some more notable news, we've had the nominees uh, be released for the Laureates.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as is often the case uh, with these awards, athletics is quite well represented within the nominations. Uh, so we've got uh, a couple of men. Listed as World Sportsman of the Year, uh, and three women on the shortlist for the World Sports Woman of the Year. Uh, so, Kieran, do you want to take us through them?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I'll start with the World Sports Women of the Year. So, we've got Shreka Jackson, Faith Kip yagon and Shakari Richardson.
1: Yeah, so a couple of sprinters uh, in there, not particularly surprising. The sprinters always get you know quite a lot of recognition. Both athletes running some fantastic times, some fantastic performances and really consistently last year. So good to see them on the list. Um, and also, again, I think unsurprising to see Faith kip on that list. Uh, you know, She was so dominant last year in, in the 1500 metres uh, and also really strong in the 5000 metres. And with that, insane sort of world record time uh, in the fifteen
0: hundred. so yeah no surprise to see her on the list as well yeah definitely and Shaqaira Richardson getting that gold in Budapest so well deserved and Streaker Jackson you know always at the top of her you know game so yeah well deserved nominees moving on to the world sportsman of the year we've got Mondo Duplantis and Noah Lyles again we've got a sprinter like you said you know They do get quite a lot of recognition, but he had such a great year last year, winning everything he could do, pretty much. And also Mondo, the plantist, just in a league of his own. Yeah, absolutely. We touched on both of them in in our previous
1: episode. And I think if you just think about the, the sport of athletics and perhaps think about who are the names that people that are not that close to the sport might know, I think they are probably two of the biggest if not the biggest two men in the world of athletics at the moment so not a great surprise um, but good to see them getting that recognition again
0: absolutely and moving on next to world breakthrough of the year with Josh Kerr
1: yeah so Josh Kerr the world 1500 meter champion uh, having beaten Jakob Ingebrigtsen in that final out in Budapest uh, last year so yeah I'm not sure That for those of us in athletics, you know, it's a breakthrough of the year because he was already a fantastic athlete, already had that Tokyo uh, Olympic bronze medal to his name. So we all already knew that he had the potential and was a brilliant athlete. But I suppose has has broken through to become, you know, rather than just being one of the very best for now, at least the best in the world uh, at that fifteen hundred meters. So great, great to see that acknowledged, Um, and I'm sure he'll be very keen to defend that title come Paris.
0: Definitely, definitely,
1: was something to look forward to
0: then. Next up is Katerina Johnson-Thompson with World Comeback of the Year. Do you want to go into explanation of why you think she's been nominated for it?
1: Yeah, so I think another athlete that has already you know, got a great reputation, a great career behind her and uh, previously been world champion had had a couple of years suffering with, with various injuries and niggles and perhaps hadn't quite recreated that form for a few years um, and then bounced back obviously last year to take that that world title out in Budapest. Which you know, I think it was a was a great result and fully deserving of of world comeback of the year.
0: And the next category is world sportsperson of the year with a disability. Uh, first up, we have Luca Eckler. Uh, Luca is a Hungarian Paralympic athlete who competes in the 100 meters, 200 meters, and the long jump events.
1: Uh, yeah, so fantastic season for for Luca last year outdoors at the uh, World Championships in Paris. Uh, won gold in the the long jump, the two hundred meters, also ran the four hundred meters there, taking the gold um, as well. Nearly a clean sweep. Uh, she won the silver in the one hundred. So a, a pretty good medal haul to come away from those championships with with three golds and a silver. Absolutely,
0: Weldon Luca and Marcus Rem, um, a four time. Paralympic champion from Germany also has been nominated for World Sportsperson of the Year with a disability.
1: Uh, Yep, so Marcus a fantastic. Uh, Long jumper and his sixth straight world championship victory at those same championships in Paris, but also even more notably last year, uh, achieving new heights or or new distances, if you like, with a new world record jump of eight metres, 72. Uh, So both
0: of them fantastic athletes and and well-deserved nominees. Absolutely. I'll just go on to say that Congratulations to everyone that's been nominated and hopefully we'll see some athletes winning um, when it comes to the awards. I think that's everything for Notable News. So that leads us in nicely then to,
1: to what's hopefully going to be Notable News this weekend and the World Indoor Championships in Glasgow. Uh, So today we're going to do a track event preview uh, and then we'll drop a field event preview in the next couple of days. So we're just going to spend a couple of minutes going through event by event on both the men's and women's side, uh, bringing you our kind of thoughts, reflections on kind of how the athletes are looking going into the championships uh, and some predictions on what might happen this weekend. So we've got 651 athletes uh, due to compete this weekend over three days in Glasgow, Friday through to Sunday, from 133 different teams. So great to see uh, a range of nations competing. Lots of those sort of smaller, lesser athletics nations just taking one or two athletes, um, but good to see uh, great representation there in the field and also good to see that we've got slightly more women than men we've got 331 uh, women on the start list and 320 men uh, provisionally on the start list and obviously indoors doesn't always attract everyone some people are kind of missing the indoor season particularly with with Paris to come uh, later in the year but it's great to see 18 defending champions uh, from the previous world
0: indoor championships
1: uh, coming back to try and defend their titles
0: Okay, let's dive into it then. I think we'll start at the 60 metres men's. This should be quite close, right? Yeah, I mean, Noah Lyles is obviously the big
1: name in the sport at the moment and probably would start as your slight favourite, but I think it would be quite naive to think he's going to have it all his own way and and canter to victory in this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. We've got a few other names that i have got to watch out for, right? Coleman, Blake, Baker, the Brit Azu.
1: Yeah, so good to see uh, you know a strong representation from, from the home nation and give the home fans something to, to cheer about and hopefully means we'll see full house there. But yeah, some really big names there, as you say. Christian Coleman is only 1 100th of a second behind Noah Lyles this year and is the, the world record holder um, at the 60 metres. So if he's anywhere near that form, then Lyles is going to really have to get a, a good start and go some to, to have it all his own way and, and win it. Noah Lyles tops the world list at 6.43 to Christian Coleman's 6.44. It took a 6.41 to win gold uh, at the last world championships. That was Marcel Jacobs and Christian Coleman was second on that occasion, but clocked the same time of 6.41. So it might be that we're going to need to see a new world lead uh, to, to win the gold there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And is there some maybe other names that could potentially push Noah and Christian all the way? Yes, I think you've mentioned the big guns. Uh, Akeem Blake there is right behind those
1: two uh, on the world list this year. Ronnie Baker, an American sprinter, is always going to be there in the mix. Um, and Ferdinand Omanyala from Kenya is definitely a, a strong athlete. But I think if you look slightly further down the world list for this year, a few athletes that perhaps haven't reached their their peak but could definitely be be dangerous if they are sort of at their full full potential. You've got Andre De Grasse there. We know what he's capable of, although not necessarily his favourite event, the 60. Um, we've also got Cecciarelli, the Italian. Only ran a 6.65 this year, but has a PB of 6.47. So if he can get anywhere near that, can, can definitely be perhaps an outsider for, for the medals. And perhaps a real outsider, Israel Olatunde from Ireland, has ran 6.71 uh, this year, but the 21-year-old has previously run a 6.57. I think it's going to take quicker than that to get in the medals, but if you're sort of looking for an outsider to watch, he, he could be one.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. I think this is going to be definitely one to watch. Nice, close one. How about um, let's do some predictions for each of the events we're going to do. Do you want to kick off? What do you reckon? First, second or third? I mean, I think the top tier, I've, I've got to go
1: Lyles and Coleman. It's just a question of what order. Lyles just seems to have the confidence and have have everyone's number at the moment. So I, I think his start has got better. I'll give it to Lyles. uh as one Coleman two and I think Blake is a reasonable clear distance
0: better than the rest at the moment as well so I think he will come in for, for the bronze sounds good sounds good just to let everyone know I have written my um, predictions down already but putting Matt on the spot right now for each one so I put down Lyles first Coleman second and Omanyala third yeah I think Lyles is definitely probably, if he runs well, the favourite. Um, but who knows? It's it's going to be a good one. OK, moving on to the 60 metres women's. What can we expect from this one?
1: Yeah, I think this one's probably slightly closer on paper. Uh, the top of the world list is, is relatively close. You've got Julian Alfred uh, at the world lead just under seven seconds, but a whole host of athletes just behind her. So I think... You know, it should be a really close, tight, uh, tight race, and particularly the sort of minor medals that are definitely up for grabs, and a whole host of nations in in the hunt there. Um, behind Julian Alfred six ninety nine, you've got uh, strong American contingent as always. Elia Hobbs leading the way for them on seven hundred two, but uh, Mikaya Briscoe uh, and Salera Barnes, uh, and also Tamara Clark uh, there for for the US. Uh, Kieran, who else should we watch out for?
0: I think Brianna Williams, right, the Jamaican. Her personal best is the 7.04. Currently, this season, her best is 7.11. But, you know, definitely one to watch. And I also think maybe Tina Clayton. Yeah, so again, the Jamaicans are always strong. So
1: whenever you've got Jamaica now on the start line, they can be in the mix. Um, and also the other Jamaican, Shashali Forbes, probably the best of, best of all of them. But I think we've got a couple of really
0: good Europeans there as well that, that can challenge them. Absolutely, absolutely. We've also got, obviously, Swoboda, the Polish. She's, you know, in great form. Currently, personal best is six nine nine. 9 This season, it's a seven zero one. But she, at the start of the season, was looking, you know, really, really good and topping the leaderboards.
1: Yeah, and she's a fantastic starter. So if she gets uh, a great start and can hold on, then she should definitely be there or thereabouts. And other European that's that's really up there this year is Zainab Dosso from, from Italy, uh, having run a PB702. Um, so I think she's definitely going to be in, in the mix as well. In terms of predictions,
0: I think, as we've said, a, a tough one to call. But Kieran, who have you got? So I think I've, I'm going to stick with mine. I'm going to go for the St. Lucian first, Julian Alfred. I think she'll just have that little bit more um, than Eva Swoboda, who I've got in second. And for third, I have gone for uh Forbes that's who i think will uh get the bronze how about you
1: so i think i'm going to go the opposite way with the first two i think Svoboda is a great starter um has good championship pedigree i'm going to have her on for the gold i think alfred is the faster sprinter at her best perhaps just slightly more inconsistent so i'll i'll have her down as the silver the bronze i think is again really really wide open I don't want to go the same three as you've gone. Let's go for put you on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, let's say it's not going to be the usual USA, Jamaica on the podium, and let's have a Dosso of Italy. So we've got Saint
0: Lucia, Poland, and Italy on the, on the rostrum. And moving on now to the 400 meter men's, um I think we've got a bit of an interesting race. You know, we've got some good times from people running, and we've also got a few who haven't run yet but probably are the favourites and one of them is the defending champion.
1: Yeah, so as you say, Jareem Richards from Trinidad and Tobago, the defending champion, um, but also obviously the Norwegian Karsten home is uh, always a threat. Um, We haven't seen either of them race yet this year, so there's an element of unknown. We don't know what kind of form they're in, Um, but at their best, I think they're both capable of beating um, on paper the rest of the field of those that have already run it this year Brian Faust of the U.S leads the way at 45 47 we've got three Americans at the top of um the, the start list in terms of seasons best times Ja'Cory Patterson,
0: talked to me a bit about him he's, he's looking good right
1: yeah so he's just one 100th behind uh Brian Faust in that American trio the third of them um Christopher Bailey I think all three of them are not Um, kind of Americans that we've really seen that much on the international scene. Uh, They're still sort of only 23, 24. Um, So it would be interesting to see whether they're able to bring their sort of best form across the pond to Glasgow and recreate them sort of times and get in the mix for the medals. Um, But I think if Richards and Varholm are anything close to their best, uh, they're going to be tough to beat.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just to mention that Carsten Varholm got a um, 45-31 um, in Alston Vic last year. So, you know, because to take that at all into it, you know, he's beating Force Patterson and Bailey at the minute. So who have you got in first, second and third? It's a tough one. I, th- I
1: think I'm going to have to go with Richardson Varholm as the one and two. I think Varholm is just a, an absolute competitor um, and will, you know, do whatever he needs to do to get there. So I'm going to give him the edge and give him Gold, Richards, the silver. Bronze, I think, is again up for grabs. We haven't even mentioned a really strong kind of contingent of Europeans just behind those Americans on the top lists um, this year. But I think I am going to go USA with the bronze uh, and I will go for Jacory Patterson. How about you?
0: Brilliant. Um, Funny enough, I've got the exact same. I've also gone for Varholm, Richards and Patterson in third.
1: Right, let's watch that all go completely wrong then and have three completely different medalists. <laughs> um, but yeah, set to be an interesting, uh, uh, interesting one for sure.
0: Now on to the 400 metre women's. Um, I think we've got a bit of a, a clear winner here if everything goes to plan.
1: Yeah, so I think it's pretty hard to see past Femke Bowl uh, on world record form anyone getting even close to her, really. Um, She'll be hungry for it as well after picking up the silver behind Shawnee Webo at the last World Indoor Championships. So she'll be keen to upgrade to gold. And like you say, unless anything goes sort of wrong or there's a fall or something, it seems pretty unlikely that she won't get that gold.
0: And do you think, um, we'll do predictions in a minute, obviously, but do you think, you know, the closest person behind uh, Femke is Lika Klaver, yeah, I think so. If you look at the world list, she's certainly sat right behind her uh,
1: at number two, although almost a second behind, uh, having run a 50.1 to Femke Bowl's 49.24. Um, but yes, I think she's a brilliant racer and really consistent uh, and a shown on the circuit she's in great form. I think you've got a couple of Americans and a pretty strong um, sort of other European contingent that will be in the mix for probably the minor medals, but I think Lika Claver is it's
0: probably the favorite for that silver definitely i think i would agree with that too um maybe just a quick mention no um adeleke this year you know she looked good last year um she has put a time in of 51 12 this year but not racing in glasgow
1: yeah so another fantastic athlete that broke through last year one of the athletes deciding not to come and contest the world indoors solid fifty-one twelve, 12 but nothing spectacular by her standards I think in terms of the minor medals the USA are probably going to be in the mix they've got two strong athletes uh, with Alexis Holmes and Talitha Diggs uh, Alexis Holmes quicker this year but Talitha Diggs has the quicker personal best so interesting to see
0: how they go and who are you taking in this one I think I've got <laughs> I could probably guess the first one but who's your second and third yeah,
1: so I think I've got obviously bowl one, clava two after what I've said there. Um, and for three, I think the Americans are going to be there. But we also haven't really mentioned the European contingent. You've got Henriette Jaeger of of Norway, Lavia Nilsson at home, the Brit- British athlete uh, and Miklos, the Romanian that's really broke through and improved this season as well. I am going to go. You know what? A bit of an outsider at home. Lavia Nielsen for for Britain to sneak up and improve her PB and get that bronze. Oh,
0: nice. Good shout. Good shout. I'm sure everyone will be cheering on her run in Glasgow. Yeah, bowl, clava. And I'm going to take digs. Now on to the 800 metres Um I think we've definitely got a really open race this one. Plenty... um, great athletes that could potentially win it. Um, lots of countries too, good representation of different countries uh, from Europe, from Africa, from America. Do you want to take us through a few of the, few of the runners?
1: Yeah, like you say, it's it's quite an open one. Uh, the leader on the entries in terms of times of season is uh, Ticuciano of Italy with a one forty five flat just ahead of Elliot Creston um, from Belgium. I don't necessarily think they'll start as favourites. Uh, you've got as always, uh, a really strong Spanish team there, including the defending champion uh, Mariana Garcia, uh, but also Adrian Ben and Mohamed Atawi. Uh, the Americans, as you touched on, are always going to be strong. Uh, Bryce Hoppel, very experienced. Um, Isaiah Harris will be wanting to be in the mix as well. You can never write off Kenya and they've got Noah Kibet there, who's run sub-145 previously, um, and also Collins Capruto, who has been a bit out of form so far this season, but, you know, anything can happen
0: um, and it wouldn't be surprising to see him in the mix as well. I think you've also got the um, experienced Andreas Kremer uh, from Sweden. At the minute doing a one-minute 46.99, but definitely one to watch that, you know, could could end up on the medals.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And I think a kind couple of other Europeans that will
1: definitely want to be in the mix as well. Benjamin Robert of uh, France, and of
0: Belgium we've got Thibaut Desmet. So yeah, I think very, very open. And also, obviously we've got to mention um Clayton Murphy, the American. Um no time set this year, but probably one of the favourites if if there was to be one in this open race. Yeah, I think he's
1: got He'll feel he's got as good a chance as most of those athletes there. He's gone sub 146 previously. He's very experienced, which, you know, this is championship racing. It's not like the circuit where it's always all about who can sort of run the fast times, particularly on the indoor tight track. Um, that sort of racing brain might, might help. And I think he'll
0: definitely be in the mix. I think that's a really good point, especially for someone new like me. Times aren't everything. You know, each race is different. Paces are different, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: I think... It's not quite like the 100 metres or the 200 metres where it's an all-out sprint and whoever has the fastest times is probably the best athlete. It's, you know, you can have a slower season's best in the 800 metre than the rest of the field, but that might just be you've been in more tactical races that have sort of jogged through the first 400 and therefore you don't have the same time as, as some of the others. But, you know, on the big day when you're in the same race with them, you're very capable of sort of competing with them.
0: Cool, I guess that goes... Uh, with some of the later races we'll cover in this episode, the longer ones as well, a lot of tactics there. Anyone else to maybe mention? Uh, I suppose we haven't really touched on
1: the Africans outside of Kenya. So you've got Masalela of uh, Botswana, but also uh, sitting third on season's best amongst the entries. We've got Adlati El of Morocco uh, with a 145.28 personal best this year he will be 31 um, or in fact it's 31 today as we record um so uh, well happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to him and he will definitely be wanting to uh, celebrate it
0: with a medal um, and we'll feel he's got a chance cool um prediction time i think this is the hardest one so far right it's this is so open
1: yeah i mean i c- kind of feel like you could put them on the dartboard and just sort of throw three darts at it and pick your medalists. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with experience um, and I think Bryce Hoppel has looked pretty good. Perhaps hasn't always performed at the majors as he'd like, but I think this could be his time. So I'm going to go gold for Hoppel. I think defending champion Mariana Garcia will be there again. Um, I'll put the silver to him and I think... I, I do fancy the Americans. I think they've got a pretty good trio. Um, I think Isaiah Harris will take the bronze.
0: Brilliant. I'm going to do a bit different. I'm going to go first place, Mariano Garcia. I'll go for Hopple in second. And I'm going to... oh, Let's do it. I'll go for Clayton Murphy, the American, with no time, but I think he'll run a good race. So
1: both back in the Americans to, to figure in that 800. But yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating... You know, just to see who even makes that final, let alone then gets on on the medal rostrum.
0: And now on to the 800 metre women's. And again, like the men's, I think we haven't got an out and out winner, right? A bit more, maybe not as open, but still it's going to be quite hard to choose who's going to win. Yeah, I think the
1: list of potential women's 800 metre winners is perhaps slightly smaller than the men's, but still very open. Uh, not quite like the women's 400 we were talking about. The Ethiopians are always strong. We've got three there in the top five on the entry list, all running sub two minutes this season. Uh, topped by Habtamu Lemu at 157.86. Uh, but also, there's always you know other strong Africans in the mix. Halima Nakai of Uganda uh, has run a 159 this year. Uh, And also, at the age of 38 now, uh, Noeli Urigo of Benin has run another just outside two-minute time this year. And the home nation, uh, Britain, have got a couple of athletes in the mix as well, so we'll make it a a very interesting race. Yeah,
0: Gemma Riki looking really, really good form, getting a 158.24 this year. Definitely within the medals, I think, right? Yeah, just
1: outside a PB already this year, as you say, and... You know, Gemma Rieke is uh, Scottish racing in Glasgow is definitely going to be wanting it that one or two percent more than the rest I'm sure um, and will be roared on by the crowd so we'll see what that gives her I'd imagine
0: we'll see her in that final I think we'll see her in the mix absolutely just to touch on uh, one of the Ethiopians Sige Deguma new name on the circuit maybe
1: yeah, so not a name we're familiar with. Doesn't have a, a world ranking as yet, um, as we haven't seen her much on the circuit in the sort of ratified events. Um, we mentioned Alemu of Ethiopia, but I expect all three Ethiopians to be there. The third of them, Worknesh Masele, who we've seen on the circuit four, has also gone sub two minutes. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see one or two, if not all three uh,
0: of those Ethiopians right there come the final. And a few others to mention... Natoya Gultoppin Topin from Jamaica and Katarina Bissett. No time set this year, so we haven't got a proper understanding maybe of where they're, where they're um, running at or their pace, but definitely if on their day running well within the medal shell.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So both athletes have run sub two minutes. Uh, both are also very experienced. Uh, in particular, Gould-Toppin has been around for, for a long time now. Um And we'll have that racing brain that we talked about in the men's 800. So if they can navigate the rounds
0: and get to that final, then, you know, they're going to be in the hunt. We've also got good showing from the North Americans, Wilson, Wiley, uh, Nia Atkins, Kelly, Shukla. You know, they're all running quite well at the minute, nearly under those, that two minute mark, not quite. And they will have to go to do some PBs to get that, but good showing from there.
1: Yeah, I think if you're running around that 2-minute mark, you're not going to be far away and it depends on what kind of race is run. I think they're probably slight outsiders for medals, but in the right type of race and if if you as you say can find a little bit more and just duck below uh, 2 minutes, then
0: then they've got a chance. Brilliant. And how do you see this one going? Who who you got winning, coming in second and third? I know it's not an easy one to get. It's a bit open as well.
1: Yeah, it's another tough one. Uh I do think Riki will be will be right there at home. She's gotta be, you know, um, that crowd standing, yeah. screaming for her. I, I agree. I think yeah. she'll be in the medal somewhere. I think I think it's gonna be between her and Alemu, and it's a bit boring to pick the, the top two in on the start lists in terms of season's best as the one and two, but I think it might come down to that. I will give the edge to Riki being at home. Maybe that's slightly biased, but I think she'll take the gold, Alemu the silver. And I think it's a bit of a a long shot because we don't know what type of form she's in, but Natoya Galtopin, with her experience, um, I'll put her down for
0: the bronze. I'm going to go those three as well, but in a slightly different order. I'm going to go for Alemu, Riki, and then Galtopin. We'll see. Now on to the men's 1500 metres. Um, again, I think we've got a another open one, really, right?
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like we're saying the same thing. <laughs>
0: um, but I think that's
1: right. Like You look down the start list and all the times are quite close. This year, you haven't got like a Jakob in in there. It's it's pretty open.
0: Absolutely. Kessler, um, currently topping the list at 3 minutes 33, 66. 6 Joking he's, he's got a good chance in this? Yeah, I think so. Like, as you say, he's top of the pile and has set
1: that, time uh, a new personal best this season um the top six on the start list uh the top five on the start list for it have all set their pbs this season so all in really good shape um i think is definitely you know going to be in the mix only 20 so perhaps doesn't have that experience and Um, We haven't seen him so much on the international circuit but I think he's he's definitely going to be in the mix and his teammate Cole Hocker uh, slightly more experienced we've seen him uh, in world finals before and I think he he will be another one to to watch.
0: And um, Samuel Tefra the Ethiopian with a personal best of 3 minutes 31.04 he's definitely within the mix right?
1: Yeah, so on paper, he's the fastest of them all with that PB of 331. He's also the defending champion, uh, having won out in Belgrade, and he beat Jakob Ingebrigtsen on that occasion. So whenever you can beat Jakob, you're obviously a pretty pretty good athlete. Um, so he will probably start the favourite, but by no means nailed on.
0: And what do you think about Habs and Keita?
1: Yeah, so they're they're on the lists as fourth and fifth quickest going into the race. Um, I think if it falls the right way, then why not? why can't they claim the medals as well? They're definitely going to be in the hunt. They're perhaps not the biggest names on paper, but definitely in the right kind of race. If it's around that sort of 334 mark, then I think they're going to be in the mix. I think, you know, the Ethiopians, not just Tefera, but also with Mahari are going to be hard to beat. The Americans we've mentioned, we haven't touched on the Spanish, but they've got uh, Adel Machal and Mario Garcia. Um, I think they're going to be in the mix as well.
0: Yeah, Mario Garcia um, probably will have to set a PB right, really, to be fighting for those medals.
1: Yeah, so his PB's is only just inside 3.36, so unless it is a very tactical race, we're probably going to see a quicker time t- to get those medals. But I think he's capable of it in the right kind of race. Talking about
0: PBs and possibly breaking them, uh, we've got to watch Nordas. right? Had a fantastic outdoor season last year. Can he continue indoors?
1: this year yeah so his pb of three thirty seven four five set this season i kind of throw that out the window like i think he's capable of going much quicker than that when he's in a quicker race so i think you know he comes into this as the sort of 14th 15th fastest on paper or something like that but he's going to be very much one to watch Um, and i think he'll be right there with the big guns come the final i think one more just to mention who hasn't set an indoor time this year is uh geordie beamish from new zealand has the 33681 PB so again not super fast um but has has run some great times outdoors um and I think could could be in the mix
0: again the the dreaded difficult question um who've you got winning this and second and third
1: yeah I think it's open but defending champion Samuel Tafara at his best is a couple of seconds clear of the rest of the field so I think he'll make it you know, it's in his interest to make it hard and fast. And I think he'll do that and defend his title behind him. Very close. Um, there's a couple of others we haven't mentioned that are right there on the list as well. Isaac Nader of Portugal and Adam Fogg um, of Britain. Uh, I'm going to go Nordas, I think, though, for the silver. He just, you know, has had a fantastic 12 months or so. Um, and I think Cole Hocker, you know, he's had a slightly down year, perhaps last year, but I think he'll come back and get the bronze.
0: Brilliant. I'm going to go for Tefra as well to win it. Uh, My second place, oh, difficult. I'm going to go for Kessler. And third place, oh, difficult. I am going to go for Though, Yeah, I think he'll improve that time and he'll claim third. Now onto the 1500 metre women's. as we said last episode, you know, the Ethiopians absolutely dominating this, right? Yeah, they've dominated on the indoor
1: circuit so far this year and are sending a really strong trio uh, to Glasgow, the three fastest on paper and by quite a long way. So I think if they all race and all go through relatively smoothly to that final, it's
0: going to be pretty tough to break up that trio. Yeah, definitely. Um They're all below the four-minute mark. None of the other athletes on the start list have dipped under that. The closest is Georgia Bell and Sarah Healy at four minutes and three seconds. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the Ethiopians are a good five seconds clear. Like, 4.03 is quite a long way off the 358s and 355s in 1500 metre time. So Faroeni Haidu has run a 355.28 just ahead of Dereba 355 355.47. Uh, Berka Hilum's has stepped back from those two at 358.43, but still well clear, as you say, of the rest of the field. I don't want to just hang the sort of one, two, three around the Ethiopian's Neck not give the rest of the field any chance. Like things can definitely happen if it's a tactical race or if one of the Ethiopians isn't on form. Um so we should definitely kind of you know look out for the strong Europeans and North Americans that could challenge. Um and also from down under we've got Lyndon Hall.
0: Yeah, Lyndon Hall, um experienced athlete, great outdoors. Hopefully you could bring that in, um push those Ethiopians, you know, the best of 406. She'd definitely be up there. And like you said earlier, it's it's about the tactics and how the race is ran and, you know, anything can happen. It's not guaranteed that these Ethiopians are always winning.
1: Uh, yeah, so she's she's got a PB of 4.06 indoors, but I think that's one of them you can slightly discount because we know she's she's capable of going quicker. So as you say, in the right race could definitely be in the hunt. Um, so let's pick it. Who, who have you got?
0: I know we've mentioned the other athletes, but I do think it's going to be an Ethiopian one, two, three. And I'm going to go for Hailu first, Oteji second, and Hailu in third. Yeah, I, I'm minded to agree
1: with you, but for the sake of being a bit more interesting and not going too uh, too chalky, I will go Hailu one, Oteji two. I think those two are at the moment, sort of streets ahead. Hailem's a wild card. She's only sort of uh, just turned 18 and we haven't seen her much on the international stage. So I'll throw Lyndon Hall in there as as the bronze, but it it wouldn't surprise me to see the Ethiopian sweep.
0: Moving on to the 3000 metres men's, um, this should be a pretty exciting race, right? We've got, I'd say, four really good athletes fighting for that gold. Yeah, I think so.
1: It's a pretty quality field. Uh, it's going to be a straight final in the 3,000 metre races, uh, and I think it's going to be a pretty hot one. We've got a couple of great Ethiopians in there with Seliman Berega Brega and Getnet Vale, but I don't think they're going to have it their own way, in the same way as we just mentioned in the women's 1500. You've got Yard Nagus of the US, who has looked fantastic the last sort of, 18 months or so, um, and then you can't write off and not mention Josh
0: Kerr, the world 1500 metre champion and at home. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. Like you said, Josh at home with that crowd will be really, really good. Anyone else to mention, do you think? Yeah, I think there's definitely others that will
1: fancy their chances at a medal. Edel Edelmichal of Spain uh, and the third Ethiopian, Telehon Bikele, I think. You know, we'll definitely fancy their chances as well. The other Americans, Olin Hacker and uh, Morgan Beadlescombe, also will fancy their chances. And a couple of good Europeans, uh, Pietro Araci and John Hyman's. Um, so there's a few there, but I think it's probably between those big four, Brega Gavale, Kerr, and Nagoose, for the medals. I think Kerr and Nagoose, with that 1500 background and their dangerous finishes, like, I think Borrega and Vale are going to have to make it a quick race and try and run those finishes out of Kerr and Naguse's legs. Uh, so I think it's potentially one where
0: we could see really fast times and a, a great race. Brilliant. I'll kick off the predictions then. And I've gone for at home, crowd cheering. I've gone for Josh Kerr to take gold. I'm going to go with Vale in second and... I wanna say the goose, but I am gonna go for Berega in third. I think I'm gonna go slightly different here. I think I think over the last year
1: or so, Kerr and the Goose have both been working on their kind of endurance as well as that fifteen hundred metre speed, and I think they've both got really strong speed endurance now as well, and I think they will be able to live with the pace that Braega and Farley set um, and outkick them at the end. So I think it's gonna be a a sprint finish between the two of them and I think that's going to be really close and really exciting but I'm also going to go for the home favourite Josh Kerr to take that gold um, just ahead of Yard Goose in the silver uh, and I think it's going to be between Brager and Vale for that bronze and I will go for Brega.
0: Brilliant well definitely one we're excited for it's going to be good. Yeah
1: fascinating race with the different tactics and different strengths of the athletes involved um, so we'll see how it plays
0: out. Now on to the three thousand meter women. It's got to be said, you know, you'd have to say, Guy, a league of her own, right? Yeah, I think certainly on paper she's good seven eight seconds
1: ahead of the rest of the field, uh, both this season and in terms of lifetime best. So she probably can just run away with it, make it fast, and the rest won't be able to live with her. But. You know, if it's a more tactical race and she doesn't want to do that or doesn't choose to do that, then it could be more interesting with some uh, a lot of women there with 1,500-metre sprint finishes, although Segai herself, a uh, fantastic 1,500-metre runner. But yeah, I think it's probably hers to lose.
0: If, you know, the race goes like it should, then she should be getting that first place. And I guess it's really a question of second and third without being too negative to the others. They're just not quite on that level, really, and not putting in those times at the minute. And you know, it'd be a brave person to go against Segai winning. Yeah, I think so. And that's not to disrespect the others because the rest of the athletes in that 3000
1: field, it's pretty stacked behind her, but that's more just a reflection on how good good Segai is. Like the times for the athletes behind her are still uh, like really, really fast, fantastic 3000 metre times, but they're just seven seconds adrift of of what Segai is capable of if she's at her best. Um, But as you say, behind that, like very close and very interesting for for the minor medals.
0: Yeah, where do you think um, the defending champion, Hailu, will come? Or how well do you reckon she'll do?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. She hasn't run the 3K this season, so we haven't got a kind of marker to gauge it against. Um, As you say, she's the defending 3K champion against Segai, the defending 1500 champion. Uh, I think, yeah, definitely Segai will start the favourite there. I think Hailu, you know, if she's there and racing, will definitely feel that she's towards her best and able to figure in the medals. So I think she'll be in the hunt, but I think she's going to have a tough one to defend that title. And actually, I think she's going to be tough to even medal when you've got the likes of Jess Hull of Australia, um, El St-Pierre of America, who's uh, run a fantastic new PB this season, uh, and the other Ethiopians there as well with uh, Hiret Meshesha and Melknat Voodoo um, on the start lists. We'll we'll see whether uh, they all line up, but I think it's a strong
0: contingent there. Brilliant. And got to mention, obviously, Laura Muir, home race. How do you reckon she'll do this? I think she'll be in the mix. She's
1: historically ran very well at these indoor championships, both European and the world. Um And I think this will be no different. I think she'll be there or thereabouts. I think she'll have a tough ask to get the gold, but I think she'll definitely be in the hunt for, for the minor medals. There's probably seven or eight of them that realistically think they've got a good chance of those those medals. Uh, one we haven't mentioned also, Beatrice Chepkowicz of Kenya will also be in that mix. So I think Laura's got a good chance. I think it's definitely not given um, and she'll have to go out there and race pretty hard to earn them. But as you say, she'll have the home crowd cheering her on.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's your prediction for this one
1: then? So obviously we've kind of mentioned Segai we think is away and above the rest. So I'll, I'll go gold for Segai, I think behind them very close but i think elson pierre has looked really good this year so i'm gonna go silver for the american and bronze is a tough one i'm gonna go again we don't really know what to expect from her but i think Lem
0: Lem hailu if she's there i'm gonna go bronze there perfect i'm also gonna go say guy in first you know everything we've said you know she runs the race that she she can she'll be ahead Second, I've gone for Jessica Hull. I think she's looking really, really good. Setting her PB, eight two four, um, And then, you know, that crowd standing up, yelling, cheering. And, you know, she's a great, great athlete and a good fighter. So I'm going to go for Laura Mill in third. Yeah, she'll, she'll definitely give it
1: her all and leave it all on the track. So we'll see. And, uh, yeah, slightly different predictions there. So we'll see who gets
0: closer. Now on to the hurdles, uh, what an event, you know, one wrong move could could ruin the race, clip in the hurdles, just takes a few wrong steps and you can fall behind very quickly. Really, really good event and fun one, right? Yeah,
1: uh, we sort of touched on it in the last episode, everything that can potentially go wrong and we, we mentioned there how Grant Holloway and World Record Holder uh, world record shape should in theory run away with it but there is always that chance that that things can happen because it's the hurdles and you know there's there's that chance that you do overstride or clip something and and that's it one misstep as you say and the the race is kind of over but having said that i think grant the 60 meter hurdles is his best event, like obviously a fantastic one ten hurdler, but his start is so good and those first four or five barriers is where he really excels, hence why he's the world record holder and he's that much further ahead of the rest of the field on paper this year. And I think barring him making a mistake, it's probably you know, we're probably gonna see him defend his title.
0: Such good form as well, right?
1: Well yeah, that a world record, so you don't get a much better form than that, breaking his own world record. Yeah,
0: really, really good with that seventy seven. We've got his teammate, um, Trey Cunningham from America. He's looking good as well.
1: Yeah, so he's second on the list of entrants, over a tenth behind uh, Grant, but probably the favourite for the silver. Um, he's four 100s quicker than the next nearest challengers, uh, Jason Joseph of Switzerland and uh, Eust Quarimathy of France. I think it's going to be close for those minor medals. You've also got Wilhelm Belosian, and the other French athlete. Uh, a couple of other good Americans uh, in the mix as well. Cam Murray and uh, Daniel Roberts. So I think it's going to be a real interesting scrap for those minor medals.
0: Uh, and if something goes wrong with Grant, possibly the gold. Who knows? Yeah, I guess like we just said, it's if something goes wrong, you got to be there to snap up that gold. What's your prediction for this one? you going to go Grant or...? I, th- I think I am, yeah. like It would be a brave man to bet against him. He
1: only actually ran 7.39 in winning it last time, um, which matches Trey Cunningham's time this year, but he's just streets ahead of that um, so far this year. So I think we're going to see him close to that world record again and taking the gold. I think behind him, I'm actually going to go European um, and go with Joseph for the silver. And I think maybe the experience of Wilhelm Belosian will, will just pip his
0: teammates that bronze medal. Awesome. Um Likewise, I will go Holloway. Like you said, it's, you know, great for all, that world record. Be brave, as we said, to go against that. I've gone for Trey Cunningham in second. Really, really good time. Yes, a bit slower than Grant, but still ahead of the rest. So I think he'll get second and third. It's a tough one, but I will go Jason Joseph from Switzerland. Great. Well, as you say, anything can happen.
1: Uh, And also a couple of good Spanish in there that that we didn't mention. So let's see.
0: Now to the 60 metre hurdle women's from one world record holder to another. Um, Charlton, wow, looking really, really good.
1: Yeah, so a bit like we've seen in the men's 60 where Grant is uh, a tenth of a second clear of the rest. We've kind of got... Similar here, certainly in terms of those that are lining up in Glasgow um, with Charlton 7.67. The athlete from the Bahamas is over a tenth of a second clear of uh, Nadine Visser, who's uh, the next closest at 7.78. Uh, it's very close again for those sort of minor medal placings, assuming everything goes right for Devon Charlton. Visser is just ahead of uh, Masai Russell of the USA and Piers Krasowska of Poland on those world lists but another few athletes that will definitely think they've got chances as well. The Americans are always strong. Some Mayela of France is also going to be there, having run a 7.87 already this year.
0: And, of course, Rita Hersker, she can always really run a good race and be in the mix. Yeah, for sure. She's
1: not quite been there yet this season, running just 7.99, but a PB of 7.79, if she can create that, uh, refine that form, she's going to be there or thereabouts.
0: Such a shame we won't get to see Charlton v. Amasam and Tia Jones right that would have been really really good I think everyone wanted to see that yeah so we haven't
1: got the outdoor world record holder and we haven't got Devon Charlton's co-indoor world record holder um, lining up against her so as you say a bit of a shame that we won't get to see that although um, just gives us something to look forward to later in the year come Paris so I think Devon Charlton starts the clear favourite given the field that she's lined up against oh straight into the prediction so Charlton first he got second and third Yeah, so definitely Charlton first for me. I think I'm going to go for experience for the minor medals um, and say I think Piers Krzysztofska might get up there for the silver ahead of Nadine Visser, and I'll have
0: the Dutch athlete on with the bronze. Brilliant. And yeah, likewise, I'll go Charlton first. Second, I'm going to go for Russell from America. And third, bit of an outsider one, I'm going to go for Hersker. Great. So neither of us have picked uh, Samba my
1: the defending champion, to, to medal at all this time. So uh, you watch her defend her title.
0: And now on to the relays. So the men's 4x400. We haven't seen many times, well, pretty much no times. We've just got the United States, which I'm guessing is going to be college, right? And Portugal. United States with a 3.04 and Portugal with a 3.11, which isn't that competitive, right? Yeah, so I think we can throw out those seasons' bests uh, and
1: slightly ignore them. As you say, the American time there will just be the sort of quickest college time this year. It's not their sort of senior national squad, and Portugal's three eleven, you know, it's not going to be competitive if they run that. Come come the final or even the semi-finals,
0: it's going to take much quicker than that. And how come haven't we seen? many times is it because it's not really ran that much or the 400 meter um, athletes are concentrating on their individual races and it's not as challenging and difficult it's Still hard and you know there is a skill to the handover but it's not as manic as it would be in the sprint
1: yeah exactly like They will still do a bit of practice in their teams ahead of these races in the championships, but it's not something we see much on the uh, international circuit in the Diamond Leagues or in the indoor tour programme. We we don't tend to see these relays. I think, you know, a lot of athletes are focusing on getting their individual marks and getting their individual qualification. um, And then the relays is kind of a bonus. Um, But, you know, those, those... teams that have lined up here and we've only actually got nine um countries entered in the men's four by four um but i think they will all bring competitive teams
0: brilliant and what teams do you reckon will be the strongest and up there for the medals
1: i think it's very hard to look past the us if the us are on form they should win it it also depends sort of whether they navigate the rounds. Last time in Belgrade, they put out a sort of subpar team in the heats and it came back to bite them and they failed to get through to the final. So they'll want to rectify that uh, and make sure that they're there this time. And if they are, I think they've got the strength in depth and the calibre of athletes that they should win it um, with the kind of field that they're up against.
0: Awesome. And do you think the second or third place is quite close and quite competitive?
1: Yeah, I think... There are a lot of good European sides there that are going to be in the hunt for those minor medals. I think it's probably be be between Poland, Belgium, Czech Republic and the Netherlands. Um, but I wouldn't rule out Nigeria. And also I think Kenya are a bit of a wild card. Um, we don't know what what we're going to get from them. They could crash out in the heats or they they could sneak through and be a threat in the final.
0: So who you got first, second and third?
1: So I, I think the US will navigate the round and learn from their mistakes last time. Uh, I think they'll take the gold Uh, I think behind them I don't think we've got quite the strength from Poland and the Netherlands that we've seen in the past I think I'm going to go Belgium for the silver uh, and Czech Republic for the bronze
0: Brilliant Um, Also agree You know, USA should be the strongest and I've also got them first In second I'm actually going to go for Poland Um, I think they've always got quite a strong uh, relay team so you know solid relays good handovers good running i think they'll get the medal and i think it will be second third i'll go for Czech republic and finally the last track event of our uh preview the 4x400 women's relay wow i think this is going to be really good really competitive um yeah
1: Yes, I think where the US have probably got the edge over the field in the men's, I don't think they'll have it quite their own way so much in the women's. Uh, I think we've got a great encounter
0: uh, head-to-head set up between the US and the Netherlands in this one. Yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be a really good battle between those two. Obviously, it's not just those two. We've got Poland, Jamaica, Great Britain. I think they're all quite strong too.
1: Yeah, I think all five of those teams are going to be in the hunt uh last time round in belgrade jamaica actually pit netherlands to the gold with poland coming in for the bronze so i think they'll be there in the mix uh, again and as you say britain at home with a pretty strong
0: quartet are probably going to be in the fight for those minor medals too brilliant and like the men's you know we haven't got time to go off so we don't really know form but we know the individual athletes and we know how good they are who have you got winning it then i think i'm gonna go Netherlands having won that outdoor 4x4
1: to upgrade their silver from last time to gold this time uh, I think the US will get on the medal roster this time and take the silver and I think the bronze is oh, it's anyone's really uh I'm gonna go Great Britain at home I think they'll send a good good squad
0: awesome and I'm gonna go for Netherlands first I think you know really really strong squad but anything can happen in the race. If it's not the Netherlands, it'll be the USA. But I just think the Netherlands will pit them to the gold. So, Netherlands, USA, and I'm going to go Jamaica. You know, really well last time. I think they'll also do well this time. Sorry, Great Britain.
1: Yeah, they're always a threat in all the relays, so uh, they'll be there and thereabouts. Right, well, that concludes our track preview. Uh, We'll be back the field preview um, we're very nearly there at the world championships uh, the culmination of this indoor season uh, so we've done all the talking but we'll we'll see who goes out and performs on the track and whether we're even remotely close with our predictions yeah we'll,
0: we'll probably do a review next week and see how bad our predictions were especially mine and I think if you haven't listened to the first um, episode I'm definitely the newbie so a lot of these are guesses um compared to your experienced um stats and knowledge of the athletes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if you've got this far thanks for sticking with us Uh, and we're just excited to see how these races go down and uh yeah keep an eye out for that field events preview Uh, we'll catch you soon
0: bye